This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, this is John from California. I'm calling because uh, I'm wondering if you've heard of something called tetragonetic chimerism. It's where a fertilized egg absorbs a different fertilized egg at early stages of development. And those two eggs kind of grow as one organism. They still have two sets of DNA. If you take a uh, random sample cells, one cell may have one set of DNA, the other cell may have a different set of DNA. If it comes to maturity, you, these creatures or these people are really interesting because they can have a strike down the middle where the left side is one color and the right side is a different color. So I guess the way I bring this up is if you believe that life starts at conception, if you believe in Psalm 139 that God knew you and fit you together in your mother's womb, you have to acknowledge that God is also conducting sick experiments like Jeff Goldblum and The Fly, where he's mashing together and essentially murdering two lives to create some chimera monstrosity. So, I'm curious how people kind of square that circle. Glory all motherfuckers. Hey, Tom and Cecil, this is Matt. Unfortunately, I am calling from Idaho. That's a long story for a whole different message. My wife and I were just listening to episode 239, and she was kind of wondering, what is the cream of her blood? Because obviously the cream of a man's blood is semen. Uh, yeah, so hoping you could help us out with that. Uh, and since I only know that one of you is a certified motherfucker, uh, glory hold gentlemen. Have a good show. Bye. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode, I think, 241. It is. It is, because you wrote it on the notes. I did that put you it put on the together. notes. Yes, 241. Yesterday for me. I didn't do them. Thanks, though. Appreciate it. It's awesome. Oh, God. To be fair, it's an abbreviated schedule, so that means that the work should disproportionately fall. That's true. That's true. It should, it should fall on one of us. Right. It should it, fall it on the competent one. Yeah, it's got to fall on the competent one. Because if not, then we just skip two shows in a row. If it's going to get done, it right. has to get done right. It has to. Be, it has to <laughs> right? And you no, know what they true. say. Like, I hear it's people true. say it around me yeah, all the time. Right. And you are you are kind of a quality control guy. Right. If there's, you know? if there's a problem, they always call. I mean, they, people are always saying, we, what around me, we need better quality control. Or... <laughs> You know, I hear it all the time, and I hear things like, "Well, if or, I wanted it done right, I should have done it myself." Yeah, and and I think, all the time, all the time around you, there's like something smells bad, right? Like they constantly, you know. So for the next two weeks, <laughs> I'm going to be out of town, and so uh, we're going to record two shows, kind of in a row. Hopefully, there'll be enough show for our 
our, our patrons. Uh, we're going to try to do two straight shows. And then we come back. We'll do two shows when we both get back into town. But Tom's leaving town like late a couple weeks from now. And I'm leaving town like Wednesday. <laughs> so we've got <laughs> to make sure that we get everything ready to go. And I can't leave anything with Tom. So I've got to finish it all. I can't even be like, here's the, here's the show. Go ahead and put it up there. Because Tom would be like, I don't, I don't know what up there means. What should I, I just lift no, it? No, to be I could fair. Just, I could just lift this, this like flash drive. <laughs> How high do you want it? Because I have a ladder, and I can put it up there. Right. I have an attic and a ladder. Right. I've got a meeting like on floor 32 next week. I my can bring son, it way up there. My son has a rocket, Bring I can <laughs> tie it to the rocket. Where? Look, I just – here's the problem. Nobody has told me where the internet is yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how to get there to put things in it. I People always, oh, it's on the internet. Where is that? <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. So you're just going to come home one day and there's just going to be a box and it's called the <laughs> internet and there's like, and then you just find all your porn, you know? And there's just, <laughs> you're like, hey, it's a box of the internet. It's very sticky. Yeah. This doesn't seem. <laughs> it's really just porn and cat pictures. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It's nothing but Amazon.com porn and cat pictures. That's it. That's the whole thing. It's like I can, I can shop with one click so that I can impulsively uh. buy shit. Uh, and then, you know, jerk off while I wait for it to be delivered prime. <laughs> That's it. Like, it's like, it'll be here in two days. Like, two days, I can rub myself raw. Are you kidding? That's why I ordered the lube from Amazon. <laughs> it's what am I going to do until then? I can't. It never ends. It never ends. Yeah. But, but the good thing about Amazon, though, is, is that you can just order stuff on cycle. So if you know you're going to be running out of lube literally every day, you could have it delivered every just day. Just on a 24 hour, yeah, 24 hour cycle, lube you could just, cycle. Yeah. <laughs> just, just Amazon will actually a- put a dispenser in your house that they'll fill up via drone. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at this point, I actually have a pipeline right to Astroglide. Exactly. That's, that's it. Yeah, it's just it's like- that, or or there's like a drone and it's filling it up like <laughs> like like planes that get refueled in the air. You know, it's got a, like a tube. <laughs> It just shoots there's, it right in the, there. There's a pipeline burst, and they're trying to scrub the ducks, and they're just slipping out of their hand. Splork! <laughs> like Everybody's falling in the to wash it. It's like a bar of oh, soap in the bathtub. Gosh. They can't grab a hold of these yeah. things. Look at these. Slippery ducks. Yeah, you don't bring in. You, yeah, you don't. There's no ducks, but there's a bunch of sheep covered in it. So. <laughs> what makes you think she's a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt. A newt. We got better. Better This is uh, from SF Gate, San Francisco Gate. It's a terrible name. They're they're like a clickbait. I thought this is like a clickbait. Is it? Yeah, I think they're one of those people who are who who post things that say. You won't believe what this person does when they fold a piece oh of paper God. and changed my life or whatever. You know, it's one of See, those. I had no idea that this was a clickbait because I mean, this the, it this yeah, looks like a, an it's, article. It's a yeah, it's a I mean, not the a thing good is, article. It's, it's not a good article, and it really does feel like it's giving this guy a lot of time. Well, that's true, and it's also spread out like there's crazy like page space. It's just like yeah, like, it's all advertisement space that you're getting ad block on. So oh okay yeah well yeah it's just as ad ha take that bastards. <laughs> <laughs> can't even tell you, isn't it? That's how good ad block is. That's how is. good ad block is. That's why you should donate there. to ad block. Donate? 
It's the internet. Everything's free, and businesses just thrive on goodwill. Oh, God, Tom. Isn't that how that we works? We literally run on a donation cycle. Don't, I don't even... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm making fun of our own business model. Oh, That's God. outrageous. That is outrageous, Cecil. So you're going to get off the phone and you're going to dial. You're going to you're going to donate to AdBlock with your own personal money, not with Glory Hill Studios Whoa. credit card either. Whoa! It's your own Let's personal not, money. I'm going to put that on my Amex card and charge <laughs> for the company. <laughs> anyway, this story comes from SF Gate. But hold on a minute, because every time I see the word "gate" at the end of something, I hear I, I think of scandal. Yeah, there's like a scandal of some sort. Yeah. Right. That's that's what I mean by when I say it's a terrible name because it makes it sound like there's like oh like what's a scandal. Did you hear about SFGate? <laughs> it's just a website full of weird news stories. So California drought, water witches in demand as wells run dry. Um, and there's just a picture of a chubby dude with a couple of sticks walking <laughs> through an orchard. What do you got to do to get a water witch to your property? Do you have to tap like two islands and three colorless? Is that is that That's, how you get oh, them nice. there? Yeah. Nice. Actually, it's probably a lot more colorless during a drought, I imagine. Well, you, can, you can either tap that or you can just tap your shoes together and ask yeah. to go home. <laughs> That's the other option. You know, being a water witch, though, is not without its uh, it's not without its its dangers, though. Houses could fall on you at any That's moment. True. If That's true. Absolutely. You know, you got to be careful. You know, the perks are you have a, a, a whole army of flying monkeys. That's true. Right. Super awesome. Very, very stylish shoes, which is also awesome. And working in a drought situation as a water witch is is terrific uh, because you know you have to worry about the water melting you anyway. So this is perfect <laughs> working true. conditions. That's so true. <laughs> You're suddenly yeah they're like they're like the 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 bad guys in signs, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Where they just show up to a water a planet that's eighty percent water. They're just like um I, fucking water is. I actually saw a fan theory on that movie. I'm totally. That fucking, no, that's fine. I'm totally care. getting off. We got to fill time but... anyway. You're going to be gone for two weeks. <laughs> Get a fill time. Okay, kids, here we go. Okay, you yeah, ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so cereal, guilty or not? No. <laughs> really funny fan theory. A really interesting one that it's not about aliens at all. That instead it's about demons, and the person is getting their faith back. But they never show any spaceships in the movie, but they do show people's speculations about spaceships, but they never actually show any spaceships. Mm -mm. So instead of it's all what what people think is happening, but what's really happening is they're actually demons. Yeah, okay. I mean, so I, I guess I that guess makes that's sense an with the water thing because because fucking, you know, yeah, that's stupid. You flew all the way here. And that's the other thing, too, is they don't exhibit any technology. They just well, yeah, the, try to break in a door by scratching it. You the know? whole thing, you you ha the only way to 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 watch signs is to and and get through the ending of it because it's actually not a terrible movie except for the ending. The only way to watch signs and get through the ending of it is just to decide that the whole thing is an allegory about faith and it doesn't necessarily right. matter if the right. if the aliens were ever real or not real or that aliens at all. Yeah, right? that, that that anything and, was whether or not the that whether or not the family was under any actual physical attack is irrelevant. Like clearly they were under like an attack on their faith, and this is a whole movie about the allegory of the restoration of their faith and the power of that faith. So because it makes no sense that a couple of wooden boards would stop aliens. Or they're demons. Just, or de just, I mean, or demons. Let's be honest. Right. Here, yeah, right? Are we talking about demons? It wouldn't even stop like a determined like attacker with a crowbar. It wouldn't stop a badger. Are you kidding right? me? Right. Like, like I've, I've mastered all of the perils of interstellar space. 
and I show it up. You're like, fucking, I didn't think they'd board up their windows. Yeah. Turn around, George. <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. That's why I think from now on I won't even think that they're aliens. I'll just think that they're demons. I, I like think that theory. As I, as, I, as I sort of thought about it, I don't remember. And, and this is just me mis- trying to remember the movie because I've only seen it like once or twice. I don't remember seeing any. And I, I, you know, there's that kid at the party, but again, it's walking on the ground. It's not a, you know, that when they catch the picture of it or whatever at that party. Oh, right, party. right, yeah, because that's the only time you see it. Right. Right? It's, you, just, you just get, like, the movement of the thing. Yeah, and you're like, well, like fuck, what is that? Like, between the houses or whatever? Yeah, and then, like, yeah. But, but they don't say that there's, like, a ship or anything like that. And there is talk of it being aliens, but it's, it's speculation by, I think, one of the guys in the recruiting office or something? Yeah, I don't remember, because there's not a lot, I don't remember a lot of the third-party chit-chat. Like, because yeah. obviously they want you to focus on... They want you, you know, to the, think it's aliens. Oh, for sure, right? But it's yeah, because yeah. that's what the kids' theory. See, is, now is I'm going to watch aliens. the movie again. I don't even, yeah. lo- I don't even like it. <laughs> I don't even like that movie. But now I'm kind of interested, and it's intriguing, and I'm going to watch it again. And I'm just, yeah, I'll send uh, you the fan fiction thing. God yes, damn yes. you! Yeah, take that. I fuck you, you water witch. Okay, so water witches. What are water witches? They're dowsers, right? Right. They have those. They're two back, little, man. They have the rabbit ears in their hand, right? and they walk around trying to find the best reception for their television. Okay, do, do we really, are we really going to fucking be, I guess, putting faith in someone nowadays with basically a magic wand? Is that what we're doing? No, Is that- don't, Cecil, you are essentializing, it's two magic wands. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, you watch this, and you, you watch any dowser, and it looks, it looks ridiculous, well, and there's is. no there's I watched a I watched a double blind test on this where they had all these dowsers come in with all their different little twisty fucking nobule <laughs> sticks and shit and they put a bunch of water and they put so what they did was they took water by weight and sand by weight in bottles plastic bottles 15 sands one water and they put them all in garbage bins that were closed and it was a double blind test so the fucking guy who was running had no idea he didn't know Right. So he gets the people in there, and all these dowsers are fucking flipping their little things around and making all this stuff. And then they, the best they did was like one out of six. Yeah. Well, the best chance they odds. did was, was chance odds. The mm. very best they did. And yeah. everybody had an excuse. Oh, well, I would normally be really high above it. So that's why I didn't notice it. Or I, you know, I don't like that you did this. Or God is laughing at me, showing you that you can't test this. And, you know, they all have their little excuses. Sure. And you're like, well, then. Every single time they try to do a study about this stuff, it fails. Every time. Yep. Why is it that we still want to believe it? Because we're desperate. That's why. Because yeah. we're desperate for water or we're desperate because we're going to die. And that's why the fucking we believe the alternative medicine people. It's because of we're desperate. That's why everybody believes this garbage. And that's why it keeps getting traction. Well, I, you know, it's funny because I posted this to our Facebook page and there were a handful of people who were. A little defensive about water witching. You know, there was somebody who said, oh, I hired a water witch and they found water. And it's like, well, look, if you drill deep enough, you're almost certainly going to hit water. It's a water table. You're going to hit fucking at some point. Sure. You're going to hit water. You, you can always or almost always make the argument that you just didn't drill deep enough. You know, so the fact that you hired a, a, a water witch, which fucking really I'm saying that out loud. But it's uh, people got a little defensive. Somebody else said something like, "Well, is it inconceivable that you know evolution could have found some instinctual way?" And I thought, "No, it's not inconceivable." But that doesn't mean I should believe it without testing it. 
what, what would be the mechanism by which this would work? Because don't you wonder that, Cecil? If somebody yeah, I tells do. you, I do. So I got a massage the other day because I have a. I, I woke up with a stiff neck, and I fucking I hate it when people talk to me when they're performing a fucking body service on me because I find it awkward. Cause I, yeah, I, I just feel like tell apologizing. I, just, I I always gag the hookers. I, mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like apologizing that they have to see me. You sure, know, don't like touch. Fucking, please don't touch me. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'm paying you to touch me, but can we just not talk about it? Like I'm pretending it's not happening too. The last time I had my my shirt off at the doctor's. After I was done, I was like, can I put my shirt on? He's like, yeah, please. He's like, no one needs to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. He literally said that. That's like, tremendous. That's, <laughs> that's tremendous. But like, and she's so fucking, she's massaging my shoulders and what have you. And then she's like, oh, you know, you should try cupping. Oh, God. And I, w- I was just like, yeah, I'm just Only not going to try cupping. if it's your hands and my balls, okay? Right? <laughs> She's like, oh, I did it the other day, and I, you know, I had this one spot, and it was like really dark, so there must have been a lot going on. Like, I must have had a lot of gunk in my system, like yeah. over there. And I was just like, fucking, that's crazy. I wanted to be like, how would that even work? <laughs> how? Because that's always the thing. It's like, it's just tell me, tell me the fucking mechanism for action. How would so it work? Mad, you walk like, how would it work? I don't know. I demand you tell me how it would work. You're like shaking her by the shoulder. <laughs> Damn you, woman! Work, Tell work, me work, how yeah. it would work. I don't know. Just leave me alone. But like you're walking around with your fucking twigs and berries, looking for water, and it's like, <laughs> how? How? Why would the sticks know where the water is? Now the concern, obviously, is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain and. You're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. This is just so amazing. This is from the Raw story. Uh, Pastor, Pope tricking Christians into backing the gay agenda with subliminal messages in Philly Visit logo. Let me say it one more time for you. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. I had, when I saw this article, I was like, wait, the, the who with the fucking what now? What's he What's he doing with the who's it? Pastor Pope tricking Christians into backing gay agenda with subliminal messages and Philly visit logo. Man. Uh, so there's an online pastor who bills himself as the third eagle of the apocalypse. Awesome. And immediately I'm like, I missed the first two eagles. <laughs> I feel so disappointed. There were, but, no, there there's, were there's two eagles, but both of them are on the way to Mordor. With uh, two hobbits <laughs> on their hobbits back, on them. right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, like, well, wait a minute. Could there be a whole like menagerie of the apocalypse? Like, yeah. Because there's so that like, was there like a like a like a second giraffe of the apocalypse? There's like a, there's like like a, a sixth hippopotamus of the, of the apocalypse, just <laughs> just chasing people around a swimming pool. Like like, the, the first marmoset of the apocalypse. <laughs> He's coming with all kinds of random. Like, like I'm like, the third stingray. Or may, yeah, maybe there's like yeah. maybe it's like a reverse Noah. So there's like three <laughs> animals, like three animals. of every animal of right. the apocalypse. Right. That's so there's good. like there's like the fucking second naked mole rat of the apocalypse, <laughs> and he's just like twerking his or the the fucking lemurs are just jumping from tree to yeah. tree angrily, like yeah. apocalypse. But only three of them. 
Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's not three. like a whole herd of lemurs, just like three of them. There's three. That's because yeah. it was Noah had two because that was heterosexual. Oh, shit. But see, now, it's a fucking group thing now with the third. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking menage a trois yeah. menagerie of the apocalypse. I like it. I, I, I think you should write that book. Shit is going down. Yeah. Um, he's also, he also calls himself, uh, incidentally, the co prophet of the end times. Co-prophet. The co-prophet of the end times. I'm not sure who the other... So, like, I feel like like I am the co-host. Yeah. That implies the existence of another another co-host. Right, right. Right? You know, so where's the other prophet? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe he's talking about Jesus. Maybe him and Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe, back. Maybe maybe it's the two eagles. Maybe they're the... (laughs) Oh, well, that, yeah, I guess you Fucking could do the peregrine yeah. falcon of the yeah. apocalypse or whatever. The Triforce. Yeah. But I think I think to to summarize his points <laughs> would be nearly impossible. I think he should speak for himself. He should speak one. for himself. So let's play a, a bit of him. Now, this we're not going to play this whole thing. It's fucking eight minutes of him talking. We're gonna, probably going to play like a couple minutes of him talking. But this is his uh, William Tapley from YouTube, his own YouTube channel. We're going to play a bit of this from the Raw Story. Welcome to Revelation Unraveled. I am your host, William Tapley, also known as the Third Eagle of the Apocalypse and the co-prophet of these end times. Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And that's the way it is with the Vatican these days, especially with our Pope, Francis, who is the false prophet. He also disguises himself as an angel of light. And he will be visiting Philadelphia in September at the World Meeting of Families. And this is the logo which the Vatican is promoting to announce the Pope's visit to the United States. Okay, so I want to describe the logo, okay? So the logo looks like a bell, like the Liberty Bell kind of, I'm thinking. But the bell has silhouettes of what look like, look like people, what right. to me look like genderless people. There might be a mom and a dad in there. What looks like a mom and a dad because it looks like one is holding a baby. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, okay. But I don't know. Um, and then at the top of the Liberty Bell, there's a cross. And then there's just these two other little areas, I guess, where the Liberty Bell would hang. It's like the hanger for the Liberty Bell. But this is like there's a bunch of silhouettes of what look like people on this particular bell. You need to go to the raw story in order to find it. Um, Wait. You c- but can, can you tell me the what are the weird monolithy things behind him? Oh, I have no idea. He's like kind of. He's like, I don't know what those are. That looks like where he's standing. He's like standing in an art project of some sort. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it's like fucking two thousand one, a space odyssey yeah, over there. Yeah, it looks like Cubert. <laughs> I saw like man, and there's three of them that are visible. Yeah. So maybe those are also. Like the monoliths of the apocalypse. I think that's probably where each eagle perches. <laughs> the eagle so. perch of the apocalypse. <laughs> that's it right there. And at first glance, you might think that this was a family logo promoting a normal marriage between a man and a woman. However, there is a hidden agenda in this logo to promote the gay agenda. That's because... This image actually shows two men, and their relationship is a sexual one, and not one of holy matrimony. So let's take a closer look at this image. 
and you will see that the two figures are actually in a masculine shape. They are wider at the shoulders, the upper part of the body, and they taper down, just like a man. Oh, my fucking God. He's looking at a tube. He's looking at a stylized circle and tube, and he's like, oh, clearly that's a dude. What are you... (laughs) I I have no idea. Looking at this, I have no idea. I want to mention, too, real quick, that he's saying they're trying to, like, subliminally trick you into being, like, like, I guess, uh, uh, promoting the gay agenda the Pope is. Like, like, why wouldn't he just come out for gay people then? Because he's clearly been anti-gay. Yeah what, yeah, what is the purpose of a subliminal? And, I, and, and, and how would the subliminal thing work? Like, I can understand the subliminal messaging being like, oh, man, maybe I will get some popcorn. But sure. never <laughs> in my life have I ever been like, oh, man, maybe I will suck a dick. <laughs> like, Honey, do you have a dick? <laughs> yeah, well, like, you wake up and you're like, oh, God, such a we- I got a taste for dick. Oh, man. I never had a dick, but I, I, need I guess. To, I need to wash this vagina out of my mouth. Oh, uh, dick in here. Somehow, fucking vag is super gross today. Uh, I just want all the D. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> never happened. Okay, I must have watched a weird movie or yeah. something last night. I feel like totally sucking a dick right now. <laughs> God. How odd. Uh, that's it. I'm not watching signs again. That's, that's it. it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Secondly, there is no indication that the figure on the left is a woman, even though it is shorter than the man. And if you look at ordinary logos of men and women, for example, in outdoor public restrooms, you will see that the female always wears a dress, and that's to distinguish the female from the male. However, in the Vatican logo, there is no distinguishing <laughs> between the male and the female. In fact, they are both male. How much time he is decoding a fucking stylized logo? And it, it, it's unreal, man. It these could just. These could just as easily look like microphones as much as people. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Or dicks. Right? You know what I mean? Like, or dicks. There's, There's a shaft and a head. Right? God, this guy has got... This guy... This is one of those guys, though. This is like that woman with the monster energy drinks. Yeah. They just you know? find whatever they want. They're just like, well, let me tell you why this M is really... Six six six. Like, Let me tell you why this M is like a three on its side, but it's actually three times three hundred or two hundred twenty-two. Or you're just like, what? What yeah, are you talking right? about? It's like it's twenty-two ounces times three. You've already got the sixty-six, and then you get six ounces of fucking guanine in there, and that's your six sixty-six. It looks like a beast ate a dick. You're just like, fucking. What are you? God. You're looking for shit to be worked up about. That's what this guy is doing. That's exactly right. And also the two children and. Either side. What are they? Are they boys or girls? There is no way to tell. They are indistinguishable. Maybe they're fucking intersex, dude. Okay. No, that's the thing. Is like, there's no way to tell what those, but you're telling us that that's clearly a man up there, so these got to be boys, too. Right. Everybody's, it's like, boys? Well, hey, here's a, here's a fucking newsflash for you, though. The church is kind of all boys. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, maybe they, uh, maybe they just maybe they are going. Maybe, maybe they're subliminally all boys. I don't know. And in fact, as I said, 
They are wider at the top, they taper to the bottom, and therefore they also are males. In fact, people are wider at the top and taper at the bottom. <laughs> if my fucking feet no, were as women, big as... No, women, women all, they all get larger as you go down. No matter what, they <laughs> all it. get larger. You should see that they all look like they all kind of have the same shape as like Jabba the Hutt. You know, they're like, they're big and then they like sort of tape and their, their feet are actually wider than their, their than shoulders. Their body. You can't knock yeah. them over. They're like fucking weeble wobbles. No, they have like duck feet. All <laughs> women have duck, duck feet. feet. Yeah, like wide. They look like they're wearing flippers for going in the ocean. That's, That's what all women look like. <laughs> Well, women are webbed. I mean, yeah. they're webbed for better. Webbed. I mean, better aerodynamics exactly, in the water. Yeah, they're know? like they're like flying squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> flying squirrels of the apocalypse. <laughs> Only three of them, though. All the figures in this logo are male, and of course, the reason is because, as I said, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, and in his end times, he is going to be able to fool even the elect. What is he going to fool you into doing? I, right? I don't know. Being, I mean, spending too much time looking at a logo that the, no, into my being eyes gay. would pass over this logo <laughs> and not even see it. Going to trick you into being gay? I don't think it's that hard to trick people into being gay. If I learned anything from porn, it's it's about as hard as tricking a woman into blowing a guy through a pizza, right? <laughs> you know, Cecil, I hate to break it to you, but I think that a lot of those storylines may be exaggerated. <laughs> It's it sucks too, cause man, when I was a pizza delivery guy, I put my dick in every every pizza, pizza right? Every single like, pizza. Hey, it only needs to work once, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then I'd pull it out, I'd probably be like, "Here you go." They'd be like, "Keep the change, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "I ordered extra sausage. This is bullshit." <laughs> That's not. There's a there's a there's rogue a, pepper on here. <laughs> there's just one lonely mushroom sitting oh, on the top is. of my Look pizza. At it. Tis a wee mushroom. It is. <laughs> My little button mushroom there. Look at that little guy. He looks lonely. Honey, give me a knife. We'll share it amongst the family. Podcasters. They live in squalor, destitute, and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst barely making it day to day on store brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered, as nature intended. Please, go to patreon.com backslash distancepod today make a pledge and help these poor innocent creatures lead a life worth living what the what i know right 
So this is from Right Wing Watch. Religious right pundits long for the days when people were too poor to be gay. This is pretty great. Iowa talk show radio host Steve Deese um, had on John Sternberger. Yes, that John Sternberger. <laughs> Fucking whatever. Two of, I love when this is like two dudes who don't have a name for themselves invite each other onto the... Oh, wait, that's what we do. That's kind of what we do, actually. Damn it. <laughs> but they were on this, this program, and they were pushing back against conservatives arguing that uh, government should just get out of marriage altogether. So that's... That's been a stance that I've heard uh, undertaken several times. Like, well, fucking, if we have to marry people we don't like, we should just marry no people at they all. Didn't wanna, they didn't want to do it before this law, though. Right. Right? So before the, before the, the Supreme Court ruled, they didn't want to do it because they were winning. But now that they are not on the side that's winning, they want to take it all away. Yeah. They well, want to erase it. I, I just, wanted to erase it beforehand. I was like, fine, whatever. Yeah, and we, are had, that, we have that argument. Yeah, and people and people had good arguments against it. Like, no, man, we shouldn't we shouldn't back down from this. And I get it. I understand. I just thought it was going to be an easier route than the Supreme Court route. I was wrong. So yeah, right. And, and the Supreme Court thing came pretty quick. Yeah, turns out. I mean, that was that was pretty great. But well, let's listen to uh, Deuce and Stem here. Okay, here we go. This is uh, like he said, Steve Deese. Nuts and uh, <laughs> this guy Sternberger. There is a perverse political relationship. Um, the left feeds on, sad to say, but the left feeds on broken marriages and broken families. Uh, when, when families are strong, when there's an economic system there, they start to understand the implications of taxes and, and, and all, all the economic implications of actually work. Oh, my God. Wow. Did you hear that? All the economic implications of actually working. Yeah, because no liberal in the United States actually works. No, fucking filthy, disgusting liberals that don't work. It's. Uh, what do you mean by strong families, too? Do you mean like you, not know, you black don't tell families? You, you, I think well, what he yeah, means is right. not black. Not black, yeah. yeah. Not minority. And also, you know, you don't tell kids how sex works until they get married. Yeah. And then they're, you know, they get married at a, into high school because they wind up in a place where they can't even get an abortion. Yeah, right, exactly. And you know, right? the thing is, is like, like I know that I'm telling you a myth, right? This is a mythical person that I'm giving you. But here's the thing. If you were to tell that story to somebody else in the, in the, in that party, they would agree. They'd say, that's a good thing that that person didn't know. Uh, they didn't know about uh, any kind of, how sex works or any kind of contraception. They didn't have access to contraception. They wound up getting married because they couldn't get an abortion. Those are all goods. That's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the plan is working on the right. Yeah. Well, the plan is working. We, we don't tell them. Well, I mean, I, I say that, but like what they, what they really think is that if you don't tell kids about sex, they won't have it. That's what they really that's what seem they say, to think. Although they clearly haven't. I mean, look at fucking Sarah Palin's kid. Yeah, but I don't think evidence is really a barrier for this. Right? Like, I mean, what you're saying is they, they have to know that this is not true because the evidence points out that this isn't true constantly. But I, I'm not convinced that evidence has any relevance to their... Yeah, that's like it true. It clearly doesn't influence their belief system. And, and reward, instead of having, as Mike Huckabee says, instead of having a minimum wage, we want a maximum wage. We want to figure out a way to increase wealth, not just give them the minimum thing that they can get from the government. Nobody wants... I mean, like, like that's the thing they don't understand, is that there's no, there's very few people out there who are just saying, all I want is what the government can give me. Right. All I want is what the government can... I, I, I was poor. I know a lot of other people that were poor. Nobody ever thought I'm going to settle for what the government gives me, and that's it. Yeah, and plus, the government doesn't pay the minimum wage. The government doesn't pay a minimum wage. The government just guarantees 
a minimum wage. That's all it does. It just says an employer can't pay you less than this dollar value. I mean, look at countries that don't have a minimum wage. You know, look at like manufacturing in China. Your fucking iPhone is made by people making fucking nickels a week or some bullshit, right? Like in fucking deplorable conditions. Fucking clothes are made in Bangladesh and factories that collapse around people while they're, they're paid garbage starvation wages. You know, that's that what that is, is that's that's capitalism run amok, right? We don't have true capitalism. We never did. And it's a good fucking thing. You've got we've got regulated capitalism. We've got free ish markets. And that's a positive thing. Government's been involved in, in setting a minimum wage because that sets a minimum standard of living and the minimum standard of living. The minimum wage has not grown with people. Well, well this is all pick and choose just like the Bible, right? They'll pick and choose what what parts of capitalism they really want and it's the part that gets them like super rich and keeps the government out of their pocket so they want all the benefits of what the government does but they don't want to pay the taxes for it sure they want and all it- the they want all the the money that they can get but the moment <laughs> that that their own system falls out from underneath them like the wall street stuff they want to get bailed out yeah right right that's exactly right you know, it's like this maximum. We want to set a maximum wage. Well, fucking, there's lots of people who are never going to reach a maximum wage. Here's the thing: in fucking other countries, there is a maximum wage. There's a place there. That's a thing. So you, if you're like a CEO, you can't make more than X times your the the person at your business. The, there's a the maximum level. wage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's and there's some countries where it's like it's like three or four times, and that's it. It's not. 85 times what somebody at your Why is work. it? It's like 400 times in the States, isn't it? Yeah. It could be. I don't know. I, th- I, don't I know think in the, the States, in some in, in some instances, it's like 400 plus times, or the average or something. It was let's like look. Let's look it times. up. Let's look it up. Huh. 774 times as much as minimum wage earners. I'm looking at CVS right now, 422. Walt God Disney, damn. 283. 21st Century's Fox, 268. Um, but there's some in these. Some of these are, are relatively small. Thirties. The guy from Sears isn't taking a wage. He's making zero percent. Eighteen to one at Costco. Yeah. See, that's a re- that's, that's nine feels- to one at nine to one at Berkshire Hathaway. But that's Warren Buffett. Right. What the fuck does he need money for? That's interesting too, because like Berkshire Hathaway, you know, like. I wonder how many minimum wage people they employ. I know that they're like they're a real estate company, or they now they've ventured into real estate, like they're a brokerage. Hewlett Packard six to one. Six to one is I'm okay with that. Six it's to a one technology is fine. company, right? So they're going to yeah. pay their people pretty good for the most part. And that's the thing is that's that's probably why, right? right? So they're you know if the person's making a half a million dollars a year, you know, because the other people are making and they're probably making more than that, probably making a million because you probably figure there's somebody there, you know. You know, and I don't know what the what the pay scale is. It's, is it average pay to there? Well, I'm I'm looking. So CEOs three thirty one times as much as average workers. I see. So it's average worker, and then seven seventy four times as much as minimum wage earners. So you know, I just did the math. Like, if you're making seven hundred and seventy four times the minimum wage, you're making fifty eight hundred and five dollars an hour. Five thousand eight hundred and five dollars an hour. Making we're making twelve million dollars a year. Yeah, I think when this guy's saying maximum wage, he's not thinking of it in the same sense. He's thinking I want to maximize my profits and I want to maximize my amount of money that I get. Not that the government would set a maximum wage like the ratios that we're talking about. Yeah, I actually think he's saying like I think we should set 
maximums for like, like I think he's saying like people should aim high, not aim low. I right. think that's what he's saying. That's what right? he's saying instead of like because right. that that is a real thing. Like a maximum wage is a real thing. Yeah, but he's not actually talking no, about a real he, I don't, Yeah, wage. I don't think he's he's, he's just about. fucking bootstrapping. Yeah, that's what he's doing. And that was an endorsement of Huckabee. By the way, it was just something he said that I thought was good. Sure, I mean I think well I think ultimately what we're really debating here is what is the role of government and where do those jurisdictions come from. And ultimately, what are we accountable to? And this just happens to be one of the main battlefronts at the moment. And I've always believed, John, you had to have the welfare state before the sexual revolution. Because prior to the welfare state, uh, we're not the first decadent culture in the history of this world, and we won't be the last. But prior to the welfare state, decadence in affluent cultures like ours usually only happened, or primarily happened, in the affluent classes, where you could afford to have multiple wives, where you could afford to have gay lovers, where where you could afford to impregnate someone and just kind of leave them behind as a concubine. The average, you know, worker in the worker class in previous affluent societies could barely afford one wife and one group of kids rather than to act out immorally, didn't have someone else picking up the tab for his immoral, immoral actions. No one was subsidizing his depravity. We have that today, which is why the sexual revolution came after the welfare state, because once it was obvious people were not going to be directly held accountable for their actions, we removed the inhibitions against human nature that we already had. What the what? No, I was I was going to say the same thing. I'm trying to make I'm I'm listening to this Cecil and I'm trying to make sense of it. So you're telling me that it was that I that there was a a time and a place in other affluent societies where I couldn't afford to be gay. So if I were a gay dude, how does that cost me more money again? I got two incomes from two men that work and probably no <laughs> right, kids. Right. So explain to me <laughs> Because I'll tell you what, motherfucker, like, I could be single, and I would have more money in my pocket than I have right now. <laughs> That's terrible. That's oh. terrible. But it's, it, like, how, how, in the, how in the actual fuck can I two can't, I can't wrap my brain around it. I can't. What he's talking about is that, is that somehow you're subsidizing someone's choice to be gay because they think that they can somehow live off the government? Because, I mean, I really can't. I can't wrap my brain around it. I can't figure this out. And then he's also decrying. He's clearly decrying the sexual revolution. I mean, yeah. he's saying the sexual revolution came after the welfare state. This is what he says. Because once it was obvious that people were not going to be held directly accountable for their actions, we removed the inhibitions against human nature that we already had. How is it that welfare makes you not responsible for your actions? Is it because what he's trying to say is I, I think that. Uh, that we're subsidizing how people live, like people live this way. It was expensive to – he makes a false statement. The first is the false premise that it's more expensive to be sexually depraved. So being sexually depraved in his opinion – I'm using his opinion now. I'm not saying that right. being You're not gay is depraved. It. I'm just saying anything that's, that is different from his sort of uh, lie there and close your eyes in the missionary position, dear, sort of sex right. is depraved to this guy. So – what he's saying is, is that it's expensive somehow. It's a false premise to start your argument with, but then he works the rest of the argument out, and it doesn't make any sense because it starts on a false. Like it's not more. They, you can be completely broke and have sex. Right. You Weird can be sex. completely Whatever broke. Whatever kind of sex you yeah, want. You know, you you can have mostly any kind of sex. You. I mean, you clearly you can't buy like a 
uh, high price escort. But other than that, most of the stuff is pretty, you know, it's, it's right there for yeah, you. Man, maybe the Mile High Club is off limits. Yeah, but, but you, but, you know, know, you the, can do all kinds of weird, like, do all kinds of stuff. Sure. And, I, and the thing is, is, is that there's probably always going to be other willing people in your uh, social strata that are willing to do it with you. Right. So the idea that you're not, you, you, that you're somehow not going to be able to do it because of funds is silly. It's fucking, it's a goofy argument, man. Donald Trump often appears on Fox, which is ironic because a fox often appears on Donald Trump's head. This is amazing from Right Wing Watch. Donald Trump delivers his uniquely Christian message to Liberty University, a fine, esteemed, established, accredited university. So Trump has a couple of uh, a couple of uh, I don't know clips we can listen to. Yeah, there's two of them. There's two of them. The one's like 140, one's 40 seconds. They're both just him just being a douchebag. But the thing I think that's interesting is I thought Christians were supposed to sort of turn the other cheek, but it doesn't sound like it in these in these clips. So we'll just play him. We get called by the Libyans. They were being routed. If you remember, they were being routed by Gaddafi. It was over. So the rebels, you know, like Gone with the Wind, the nice romantic term, rebels, Most of them came from Iran and they were fighting us in Iraq. But the rebels convinced us to spend billions of dollars on helping them. Now, if Jerry were in this position, if I were in this position, or if somebody that had some brain power. (laughs) We're in the position. Did you hear the America? What is, is that what somebody said? Somebody was like, America. I'll play it again for you. Let's cheer him. We're in the position. <laughs> That's amazing. That is so stereotypical. I, oh. it, it, there's either It's either a troll in the audience or it's somebody who is just, they're perfect. They're, they're perfect it, in every way. They're, right. they're a genetically modified Superhuman Republican. <laughs> They're like the Universal Soldier of Republican Party. It's like Dolph Ludgren is in the that, audience right, right they now, were born with a fucking yeah. John Deere cap sewn into their yeah. scalp. And <laughs> <laughs> they, got a, they have a totally non-ironic John Deere cap sewn <laughs> trucker style cap with a frayed right. bill, and it's puffy. It's yeah. like really puffy. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. No matter how much they hike up their pants, they always show a little ass crack. No, no, no. They wear bib overalls. Oh, you're don't be right. Ridiculous. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, what was I thinking? And I, some people disagree with this, and I don't know. Maybe you people will disagree. I would have said very simply, we will help you, but we want 50% of your oil. And they would have said, Absolutely. And the only reason I wouldn't have asked for 75% is because I want to be a nice person, okay? Like you. We go into Iraq. We spend $1.5 trillion. They hate us, and we get nothing. You know, in the old days, when you had a war, it was to the victor belong the spoils. Yeah. When we went into Iraq... When the Republicans took o- us into Iraq, yeah. We did overthrow the government. Right. But we didn't do it under the pretense that we were attacking them to take over their country, were we? 
Uh, no, we were liberating them, right? That was the that, that was, was the narrative. That was the spin, right? When right. We, when, the, when we went over there, was that we were liberating? Well, the narrative spun a couple of times, right? So the initial the initial narrative was that they have weapons of mass destruction that could be deployed against the United States yeah. in like forty five minutes, and they couldn't find those. Though. And but then once that became somewhat tenuous, then it was no, we liberated them from their uh, you know the oppressive uh, oppressive tyrannical regime of Saddam Hussein, who okay. was oppressive and tyrannical. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it depends on which of the two narratives you're, you're but did, working on. Was there ever a point where the victor would have gotten any spoils? No, because I think if you were to go with the victor, because it like in the olden days, people didn't go to war for the same reasons that we go to war. They go to war for conquer. Like you, you went to war to conquer your enemy to take their land, right? That's what you do. But we didn't, I mean, there was no, at least, it's not like, outright it's not like we, narrative we didn't, to be we like... We didn't annex the country. Right. That's what I mean. It's it, it's not like... At least we didn't say it out loud, right? It, at least we didn't say out loud, like, hey, we are going to war with Iraq because we want to just own Iraq. Right? We came up with a whole host of other reasons. So unless you're going to go with the original reasons and be like, yes, we are an imperialist nation... And we are expanding our borders to now include Iraq. Then the victor, then to the victor would go the spoils, right? And then yes, but it would also be a world war move, you know, if we were sure. just going to be like expanding our borders into yeah. Other. It would. This guy as president, he either would not behave this way, as he says he would, as, as he says he would, or he would get us embroiled into an international conflict. A massive international yeah, a big conflict. One, a big one. A one that's one that you you couldn't easily extricate yourself from. Yeah, this guy would be I mean, there'd be no takesies backsies on the shit that he would Yeah. The fact that people are cheering for him, like, yeah. yeah there's like people cheering right. in the audience and you're like, I would have held them hostage for their oil. Yeah, I would have I would have bankrupt an already bankrupt and shattered nation. So I would have I would have gone into a nation under the guise of liberating them from an oppressive regime, and I would have installed my own economically crushing oppressive regime. Sure, sure. I mean, this guy can say he's really in a position right now where he just is saying anything. He's yeah. just saying anything, Cecil. And his poll numbers. I'm actually. I don't want to say I'm worried, but I ain't worried. I don't That's know, awesome, man. dude. Not only. Okay, look. Okay, so it'll be a. If he gets into the presidency, it will be four years and we'll probably won't be a nation anymore, but it'll be the best four years ever. It'll be the best four years of this show. Yeah. Until they shut us down, right? Like Yeah, until well, until China comes in and we're speaking and we're Chinese. All Chinese. And we're, <laughs> right. Oh my God. This guy's his poll numbers continue to rise. All Americans right now, forty five percent favorable to Hillary, thirty three percent to Jeb Bush, thirty three percent to Trump. Jesus. What? Bernie Sanders is only 23%. Rand Paul, 28. Huckabee, 30. Huckabee, 30? Registered voters, again, 44 and 34 for Hillary and Jeb. It's going to be a fucking Clinton-Bush race, dude. It is. It's going to be. Clinton yeah. versus Bush. I know. Isn't that funny? It's weird. So weird. But, you know, he's talking about he's talking about running as a third party. Which would destroy the Republican Party. Oh yeah, they would not. If if he does, that would that would that would detonate the Republican because that's what Perot did. Right, and it just he it just yeah it just votes. ruined everything. Well, and every, that cause, happened because the there was no Democrats back then who were going to vote for Perot, um, or very few. Uh, 
back when Perot Perot was the third party. I, I as I recall, he was the third party in the Clinton Bush race. Well, and and who was the when George W. got installed? There was a third party Green candidate. Who's that? Oh, he was that candidate. Uh, was Ralph name? Nader? Nader. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people were excited about. I remember people were excited about Ralph Nader. Do you remember that? Yeah, people were super excited. Now, granted, I was in college, so it was college campuses were excited about Ralph Nader. But you know, a lot of people say that that the presence of Ralph Nader as as a as a semi, nearly almost kind of wannabe quasi viable candidate ripped a lot of votes away from the Democratic Party, and you know, helped to give that race to George W. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you think about it, that changed all of history. I mean, uh, Perot didn't win any states, but he wound up pulling in 19 million votes. Yeah, that's a, that's a swing and that's a lot of votes. Perot pulled in 19 million votes back then. 18% of the voting public, or the votes that day went to him, almost 19%, but he didn't pull in a single state. Bush, who was the incumbent at the time, 39%, or 39 million, 37 percent of people voted for him but then 43 percent voted for clinton 44 percent and that was enough i think for perot because i think i think they probably would have kept bush in there yeah if perot wouldn't have run third party candidates right now just just fucking detonate whatever side they come from yeah you know and that's and that sucks too because what it what it does is it's really kind of sad because what it's what's good about it is is it's giving your own party a sense of choice it's saying this is awesome. I have a sense of choice in my own party now. I can either vote for this guy or this guy, yep. and it's you know somebody who cl- more closely, no matter what, somebody is going to more closely match your beliefs. Because if you have two choices over one, there's going to be one that's going to be closer. Yeah. You know, so it's it's there's a really cool it's a really cool thing, but it, it actually punishes that side, it, it, and it, so nobody does it right. And it, it's so funny you say that because it's it what it, it injects. Such energy into that party. I remember the energy that was injected into the into the again the the, the Democratic Green Party. You know, during two thousand, it was so much energy, and it's like it's all for naught. You know, like the the more energetic that side of the of the arc, it's like, well, we have a choice. We like you were saying, like we got an option. Well, I've got two candidates I can pick from, and they they represent you know these two different sides of. Of my party, and I'm so excited because this choice will ultimately mean none of them win. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. you you, you want to try to avoid it in our system. Yeah. I would much rather see a, a part, like a, a whole bunch of people run, where you get like, you know, let's say there's seven or eight people that wind up in the final pa- ballot. I'd love to see something like that, three or four from each party. Yep. That would be cool. That would be Before cool. they didn't just pick one person to put all their their votes against. That's why the the primaries do that. That's why in the primaries they pick one person. They they pick the primary person so that they can maximize the votes for one single person. Yeah, right. It'd be kind of cool if it was your top two. Your top two show up. You know, that's it. Who's on? It's like you know the Democrats. Here's the field and that two. would that, that would change the whole game when you talk about somebody like McCain, right? If it was McCain and say who was else was big back then? I'm trying to think. But let's just say Gingrich, right? Let's say it's McCain and Gingrich, right? You know, and it, and let's say it was two schmucks on the de- Democratic side, and G- and McCain was being a lot more centrist. I may vote McCain, right? Yeah, yeah. You might, you might, you might actually have a chance to reach those people on the other side of the aisle. Yep, you might have choices that feel like choices. So we want to thank. We we just recorded the other night, so we only had a couple new patrons. We want to thank. 
Ingmar, Martin, and, and Stephen for their generous donations. Thank you all so very much. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the patrons. And, uh, and actually, the patrons are going to be getting these two shows pretty early because we're going to be recording, like we said, uh, two weeks in advance because we're both going out of town. But the patrons will get them. Uh, the patrons are actually getting them both at the same time. Uh, we would, you know, we'd encourage you if you want to, if you want to give money to the show, you can visit patreon.com and, uh, you can donate per episode to, uh, to cognitive dissonance. So we got a message from Andrew and he said, uh, by the way, uh, when you guys are sitting down to record both the episodes, why don't you guys record both the intros too? As in have Tom just read twice, read it twice. And then introduce to the show for like a couple of different shows so that you can put the second one in front. And he's like, no offense, Cecil, but it doesn't feel the same when you introduce the show quickly, letting us know that Tom is around. Obviously, you guys are doing great stuff, but can you continue to do things how you want? But I just want to let you know. Yeah, and, oh, and you know, like, we're probably going to do that tonight. Um, Tom will do another intro for the next show uh, tonight. But to be honest, many, many times uh, we put together a, you know, a couple of hours worth of material and only an hour of it is usable. So on rare occasions, we will run into two full hours that actually is usable and we'll cut it and we'll, we'll put it out there. But there's very often we don't know when we finish a recording session whether or not there's going to be two or one episodes based on it. Actually, many times what will happen is we'll be able to save a couple of stories. But what happens is, is there's just not enough to get a whole episode. So Tom and I wind up recording anyway. So the show is heavily edited. So what you're hearing is an edited portion of what we're doing. So it's not, it's not as easy the planning sessions just don't work out like that. So they're just going to have to, I don't know you're just going to have to deal with me sometimes introducing the show. People out there are like, wait a minute, it's edited and it still sounds like this. Yeah, I know that's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> We got a message from Bob. Sorry to be pedantic, but the reference to your uncertainty about Canada in episode 239, Canada is a federal parliamentary democracy and a constitutional monarchy. Our prime minister is Stephen Harper and Queen Elizabeth II is the head of the state. I didn't, there's a first. No. Is that like an old timey one? Like, the, I, did, dude, they, I, did they go from like the old timey ones? Was that the first one, Queen Elizabeth, back in the day? And then this is the second one, like like the popes do. Do you get to pick your queen name when you get made oh, queen? Like the popes get to like be like, oh, I'm Pope like, Innocent yeah. the thirty second or something. See, the thing you know? is, is, is no one is alive since before she became queen, so nobody so knows. It's impossible. They don't she, even think they had yeah. a written record. You can at just that you point. can just make it up at this yeah, point. In right. any case, I'm going to continue reading. It says uh, she's currently the head of state. And then um, Bob left a picture of a beaver mountie holding a Canadian flag, riding a moose, standing in the Rocky Mountains. So we're going to post this as in this episode's show notes uh, just so you could see it. This is this is episode 241. Uh, uh, it's a great image. It's so Canada. I mean, it is. All that it needs show, is a bottle uh, of maple syrup, and it is right there. It's amazing. Uh, we got a, a correction on the uh, New Madrid fault. I had said it was St. Louis, but it's not. It looks like it's... Uh, south of St. Louis in New Madrid, which is, uh, I guess, down the near the tip of the state rather than by St. Louis, which is a little bit farther up. So thank you for the correction, Richard. I didn't realize that it was uh, it was the new I, you know, I knew it was New Madrid, but I guess I didn't know where New Madrid was. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I actually always assumed it was around. I, I thought I thought I knew that it was around St. Louis, but maybe yeah, but no, maybe I just know that St. Louis is fucked if it goes off. Yeah, right? I think that's I think that's what it is. Is that people think immediately people immediately equate it to St. Louis getting fucked over, but it's not under St. Louis, but it's close enough by where it'll fuck it up. 
And people in St. Louis are just like, ah, eh, we wouldn't even notice. Yeah, they'd be like, whatever. And just take shelter under the arch. <laughs> under the arch. <laughs> That's like the whole town of St. Like the whole city of St. Yeah, Louis is just, under the arch. They do all a giant. They do a giant cheerleader pyramid underneath it. <laughs> So David in Kentucky sent us a, a comic, and I'm going to link to it in our show notes, 241. Uh, he sent a, along a, a comic from Scenes from the Multiverse, and it has to do with nerds. So if you're interested in seeing it, I'm not going to try to read it or do it any justice. It's a funny comic, and I kind of laughed. I chuckled at it. I thought it was funny. Uh, so check it out. It's Scenes, uh, like I said, Scenes from the from a Multiverse, and I have it linked on this episode's show notes, episode 241. I think we found in Lydia here, Tom, our Miss Manners. This is absolutely wonderful. I read this and I was like, this is perfect. I'm going to read Lydia's email here. Lydia says, uh, on a recent episode, you had a caller who was uncertain how to respond to religious comments such as have a blessed day. Here's a response that can work for comments that you don't want to directly answer or agree with, but you, can, but you also don't want to directly challenge. Answer immediately with... And, and whatever else you would have said. So here's some examples. Have a blessed day and respond with, and you have a wonderful afternoon. I'll pray for you. Respond with, and thank you for coming. The person says, the person says, I hope I see you in church Sunday and respond with, and I look forward to seeing you again. And what she says is, and the and allows you to piggyback on the remark without having to respond to it, which is brilliant social. Like, it's just a social thing that you just like, I'm sure I knew it. I just didn't know. I just didn't know how to articulate it. And this is such a perfectly crafted email and it works perfectly. Not only that, uh, you could also use it. By saying uh, you could just you could just change the subject immediately. So when they say we missed you at church, you could say, well, it's nice to see you, too. I love that one. You know, it's great. It's just perfect. Well, uh, where were you during the prayers? Hi, how's your daughter's piano practice going? I love you it. Know, like it just completely changed the subject. Uh, really great, Lydia. Thank you very much. Uh, I think this is exactly how you should respond to it. Just, just change the subject. Just say and and go with whatever you were going to say anyway. I would be afraid that I would change a subject in a moment of panic to something horrifyingly inappropriate, though. <laughs> like, you know, like just the Austin awesome like, Powers moly, moly, moly. Like, <laughs> be, like, <laughs> be like, we missed you at church. You'd be like, I got a new flashlight. Like, <laughs> you just blurt something out. Right. Just be like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Where were you during prayers? I love anal. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we got a picture, uh, and this is of Eggman. And Eggman took a picture of himself in the middle of nowhere, Scotland, in front of a place called the Glory Hall. <laughs> and he is contemplating going in it. And I think I'm not sure I'm not sure, but I think this is the is this the place that everybody always tries to send us a message about, this glory hole? I don't know. I think I think actually that we get a different I think it's a different image that is we get. Is it a different like, image yeah. that gets sent all the time? Yeah. Uh but anyway, this is a very funny image uh, of Eggman, and we're going to post it on this week's show notes. So if you want to check it out, it's on uh, episode 241. It's pretty great. And it's nice to see that you're prepared for flooding at any time with those pants. So, Tom, we got a message from Jeff in Baltimore. He said he just started drinking whiskey, and he says he doesn't know anything except for we hate Canadian whiskey. So he's interested in what we would suggest for a good starter whiskey. 
Yeah, so, um, and he's saying specifically he's looking for something inexpensive. I, I I love bourbons. Bourbons are inexpensive just by nature. You don't have to, they don't age them typically as long as they do for scotches. Um, and as a result, that, and I think from an ingredient standpoint and importation, they don't have to worry about it. So bourbons are just, I, I think they're really accessible. They're a little sweeter. Um, and you don't have to spend a fortune and you can still get something pretty good. Buffalo Trace is a distillery. And almost everything out of Buffalo Trace, I like Buffalo Trace itself. And then, um, you know, Cecil, you drink Knob Creek. I do. Knob Creek is, and it's an inexpensive bottle of bourbon. That's a twenty-five dollar bottle of bourbon. Yeah, it's an inexpensive bottle of bourbon, and it's a solid bourbon. I like uh, Woodford Reserve. I think that's under thirty. And I also citrusy. That's good. I think Jefferson's is also under thirty-two. There's Um, so many decent bottles. Yeah, that are under thirty. Sure. Right. Yeah, I will say the one scotch that comes to mind, a good starter scotch, if you're interested in getting into scotch, would be the Glen Levitt. I think that that's probably the one starter scotch that it's a single malt, relatively inexpensive. You don't have to get one that's aged like, you know, the 27 year or whatever. You right. can get the cheapest one. And it's a smooth, good scotch. If you're going to drink, I drink, uh, you're going to want to try whiskey differently if I would suggest that you try whiskey both neat with ice and also with a little water to see which one you like the best. Uh, try the same drink three different ways. So taste it straight. See what you think. If it's too harsh or there's too many uh, sort of uh, um, alcohol, if the alcohol is a little too strong, you could always throw an ice cube in it. And I like ice cube in mine. I like it both cold. And I also like that when the water get it starts mixing with water, it makes it a little more uh, palatable and it opens up the flavors too. Um, some people just instead will throw several drops of water in their whiskey. So they'll just take water and just put a little bit of, or just take whiskey and put a little bit of water in it. Um, that also opens it up too. Uh, so it's really just how you like it. I know, Tom, you like your whiskey neat. Uh, I like mine on the rocks. So I, and I'm normally just one rock is what I like. I like one good ice cube in there, a nice size ice cube. And, uh, but try a couple of different ones. Those are two types of whiskeys that we like. Now there's plenty of other different types of whiskeys out there. Um, a really accessible Irish whiskey, I think is Jameson's. Uh, there's plenty of other different types, types of whiskey out there, but I normally stick to those two. Those are the ones that I really like. And don't get fooled by uh, whiskey stones, by the way. I've got a set, and they're garbage. Like, if you're going to chill your drink, and you don't want to water your drink down, but you still want to chill it, frozen grapes are a great solution for that. And then you get boozy grapes. And then you get fucking amazing boozy grapes when you're done. I I love that. I think that's an awesome... I I keep frozen grapes in my freezer for that all the time. All right, so um, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, You're going to get half of what we recorded tonight... And then you're going to get the next half next week. Uh, so, and then we're going to come back. When we come back, we should be uh, having a brand new show when we uh, return. So we're recording now, and we'll be returning back with our uh, a brand new, uh, excellent, well produced. Oh, who are we kidding? No, uh, what? We got to yeah. get a new show, or you get yeah. a new co-host? Uh, we're, we're not getting. <laughs> God damn we're it. Hoping, we're going to aim for the 13th for a midweek show, but we're not sure that that's going to happen. It might be the 17th. But in any case, you'll be getting a, a show on the 3rd and the 10th, but they were both recorded a little early. But we uh, we, we, we hope you enjoy them, and uh, we are going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. 
couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. So this next clip uh, is being played after everything's over because it was kind of us just talking uh, while the mics were warming up and while we were just sort of uh, going through notes and whatnot. Uh, The conversation revolves around a TV piece done on ABC called What Would You Do? And if you're unfamiliar with the show, it's like a candid camera show. Uh, They put cameras all over and then they hire actors to do something. Uh, that normally would evoke some sort of response in the people around them. And then they sort of gauge that response and then play the stuff back and then interview people. So in, in that, what would you do show? Sometimes they have, uh, I, I remember seeing one where there was a, 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 a person who was Muslim behind a counter at a convenience store and there was, and he was an actor. And then another person was an actor in line, uh, basically making, uh, comments about somebody being Muslim and being allowed to be in this country and how dare you and yada, 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 and just starting to see if they could uh, elicit some response from the people in the line, what those people would say, whether those people would agree or disagree. Um, I saw another one that I mentioned actually in this uh, in this clip that you're going to listen to uh, where, where a man uh, sits down with a woman. They're both actors at a bar. And uh, the woman gets up and walks away, but everybody else at the bar is just, you know, normal people. And the guy very obviously and clumsily puts a roofie in her drink and they go to see what people would do, how they would react, etc. It's really just sort of a gotcha show. But in this particular case, what happened is, is there was an atheist, somebody portraying an atheist off to the side and a group of people portraying a praying family. So they're at a restaurant, they hold hands, they pray a little loudly, and then the atheist gets uh, upset and irate at them for praying in this place. And then they wait to see what other people would say. So that's what the the basis of this conversation started as. Like, I don't ever want anybody to feel like um, they're listening to this show and they need to attack religion or that religion is you know, that somebody shouldn't be religious. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I think people should be religious if they want to be, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, like the thing is, is like, I don't care about 
random people's life enough to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like that's not a thing that I worry about. Now, do I think that religion is an is you know? I don't want to say an overall negative, but does it have major negative qualities? Yes, absolutely, it does. Absolutely, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to. I'm on your side when it comes to that. But I don't think it's. I don't think it's right to attack the religious because they're religious. Do you know what I mean? Does, yeah, does that I, make sense? I get what you. Yeah. So. I mean, like, if you just run into somebody and they happen to be religious, it's got fucking nothing to do with you. Why do you right. care, right? Yeah. The, the, when you start caring, is I think at the same point that I start caring, it's you start caring when, you know, they're picking the textbooks. You start caring when they are defunding climate research. Right. You start caring right. when, you know, that's, that's the point when you start to give a shit. Sure, sure. Or, at least for me, or if you're going to engage me in a debate about ideas, then I will vociferously defend, you know, a different worldview than the religious are going to and espouse, right? And that's fine right? too, right? It's if they're going to go into a debate, I agree. Yeah. Sure. So if, if, like, if, if you're going to, you know, try to convert me or we're going to have a debate right. or something, then Converting we're going to have is different, that kind though, of conversation. But, but if they're just a guy who's a Catholic that you know... Yeah, I don't give a fuck that they're cares? a Catholic. Who cares? Right. Because what, what's, what's, the, what's the harm for me? Like, where's the skin off my back that yeah. you're like... It's like, yeah, I'm... Just so, because I don't, I know, how many people do you know that are, you know more religious people than? I know a ton of religious people. I work with a ton of religious people. Right, I forget about that all the time. And like, it's like, you your know. Your world is. Yeah, I just, I work with a ton of religious people. And I think your perspective is very different than mine because mine is more of an echo chamber than yours. Like, my world is much more insulated, I think, than your world is in terms of my exposure to people that are religious. I have almost no exposure to people's religious viewpoints. At all. Sure. Like, at all. Because most of my friends aren't religious. My family is not openly religious. I don't even know if my dad believes or doesn't believe, you know, and he's really the only family I have to speak of. And then at my work, it's a secular workplace. So it just doesn't come up. It would be inappropriate. If it came up, I would have to nip it in the bud and be like, you know, we're just going to leave those kinds of conversations to sure, sure. to someplace other than, our, than the workplace. And, I, and that's my job to nip that shit in the bud. Yeah. So Actually, being an atheist at work... One of the things that happens is they have this uh, – they are, I think, in a lot of ways an echo chamber into themselves, right? Yeah. So they sort of feed each other. All the religious people feed each other. But they know I'm an atheist. So they will say something like, you need to have something higher than yourself in order to do this type of work. They're talking about you know, whatever it is. Let's say it's uh, immigration reform yeah. or something. You need to believe in something higher than yourself. But they'll stop and they'll look at me and they'll say, sometimes that's the law. You know what I mean? Like they'll have an extra thing there that sort of insulates them so they they can have their belief in God yeah, to so help them through. Yeah. But for me, it's a belief in humanity. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a trust in humanity. It's a it's a willingness to make the world better for me. Whereas to them, do you it's ever want God? Are you ever tempted to push back and be like, "That's inside me, so that's not outside of me." No, I I would never. I the thing I'm is, just is curious like, like I don't like oh, I feel pushy. Yeah, I don't feel that pushy about it. Okay. I I know they're, they're they mean well. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and the thing is, is they all know I'm a moral person. They all know I help other people out. They all know that you know I'm not a selfish you know brooding atheist who's only there to fucking like dash no, other humans' you, dreams. You, you know? are an extremely I I I would. I would consider you to be one of the most morally well-guided people that I know. And I don't say that to, to, to be overly kind because I don't like to be kind. I know. You don't like to be kind, especially to yeah. me. I mean, I really don't. But like, I would consider you to be one of the most morally conscious people 
that I. I know. like to think I am. Yeah, yeah. There, there are there have been there have been times we've been together where you where I've been like, oh, I wouldn't have even thought that. It just wouldn't have even occurred to me. And you've had and I and it's it's raised my awareness on occasion. So that's that's interesting. I would be tempted. I think. I don't know. Like maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just argumentative a little bit by nature, and by maybe I mean definitively. I'm oh, you are very by nature. You I very know. are. Yeah. I don't know how I would thrive if I would thrive in your workplace, or if I would be frustrated, or they're super because I can still be though. polite. Yeah, they're you know? super I'm not, welcoming. I argue with my boss. Yeah, because I lot. think that sounds yeah. interesting. Like, yeah, we, I would love to talk to your we, boss. He's a you know he's a doctorate in theology, and we argue all the time. So it's like, and you know the thing is, is like, like we we got into an argument about. Uh, macro versus micro evolution one time and i was just huh. like and he was saying well that's just you know he's like there's no examples of macro evolution and i'm like well that's a made-up bullshit idea right i was like that's not a real thing like that's a thing that somebody made up to try to debunk evolution like, that's not a thing like that's funny because he's catholic and the catholic line is pro-evolution i know which is weird that's to me and that's me. what i said to him i said don't you believe in evolution he's like yeah but at the same time he's like you know i i can see the points of the people who you know, believe that, you know, and I'm like, well, are you talking about intelligent design? And I, he couldn't put his finger on it. The other thing, though, too, is that he has some really great things that he thinks about, you know, in the sense of, you know, what God is, what his feelings are. I mean, it's neat stuff uh, from afar. It's not anything I believe in, but it's neat stuff from afar to, like, sort of see how someone thinks about those sorts of things. I think that that's a, you know, it doesn't bother me. Like, that's the thing is, like, we're talking about that that ABC thing where they fucking – they, yeah, the, they like the, the, the fake atheist the, the fake stood atheist up and yelled at the up fake yelled, praying family. They yeah. yelled at the fake praying family. Yeah, it's all fake, right? And it's like, like I don't doubt that there are people out there that will do that. Like I don't doubt that there's a there's an asshole atheist out there that would do that. But that whole show is based on people being assholes. So the fact that they depicted an asshole doesn't even affect me. It's like, yes, the whole show is people being you know rude or people being. Um, you know, downright doing things that are illegal. I told you about the one show where they had the roofies. The guy was putting right. roofies openly in a girl's drink at the bar. So, you know, they're always depicting the shady people. They're always depicting the bad people. So I don't think that those – first off, I think that there are people out there that would even do that. But secondly – and I don't think that there's a fucking million of them. I think it's probably like one or two jackasses out there that sure. would do yeah. something like that. But the fact is, is like – I don't take offense to that ABC thing because I don't fucking consider myself a person who would ever even consider doing that. So yeah, it's like, so, so to me, it's like, oh, well, who cares? Yeah. So you don't see an equal sign being drawn Not at all. by ABC. A, so the way, but let me ask you this, like atheists get, cause here's the, here's the counter that, that occurs to me is like atheists get almost no media attention. There's very few depictions of atheists in media, right? Sure. And, and, it seems like when atheists are depicted in media, it's usually in a caricaturized fashion. Or it's in a way that they will eventually see that, that some sort of right. woo is real. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be like – it's almost always in a characterized sure. way. You know, it's just – it's ridiculous. I it's, think about my, one of my favorite depictions of somebody who is like a scientific-minded, somebody maybe who was even an atheist. I don't know if he's an atheist or not, but he certainly seemed like it, is Johnny Depp in the Headless Horseman movie that he did. There's it's a, like a it's like a Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow yeah Tim Burton yeah Sleepy Hollow he comes in and he's totally forensic minded trying to figure out all this and it's like 
he can't step away from the mystic shit because it's all mystical. It's all crazy right. and it's all, you know, fucking blood trees and fucking <laughs> what you know what I mean? Like it's all this yeah, crazy. Yeah, so right. that's what I, that's the quintessential sort of thing I see that happens in most movies is that you come in an atheist but you leave a believer. You leave a believer, yeah. right. Yeah, because you are, you know, you know. And that's so funny too because because if you pause and consider that, and I know this is something of a tangent, but like if you pause and consider that, it's like their viewpoint really never changed, right? It was they didn't believe because there was no evidence. Then there was evidence. Yeah. Then they believed because of the evidence. That's so right? true, right? It's like And it if, makes me it's Yeah, it, if I saw a blood tree, I would be like, Yeah, I gotta rethink my worldview. That's the thing. It's like it's no longer faith. Yeah. Right? It's like if God shows up tomorrow and starts doing some shit. And you're just like, well, okay, you know, yeah. I'm what I, I wouldn't, I would not be an atheist in the face sure. of evidence of God. Right? I had a dream last night where I was, where something very similar happened to me, where I was, I was in a dream and had this uh, ghosts that were like right on the side of my vision, and I knew they were ghosts, and I was like, shit, I didn't think there was really ghosts, but now I got to like think about this. Right. You know what I mean? That's like, what does that mean for me? And it was like fucking exactly. It's like your brain just blows up. But then I, you know, like I fucking wound up shopping naked at Jewel or whatever right. two seconds later. So it's like because it's a dream and who cares, right? Right. right. I can't but find my locker. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I couldn't find my fucking, you know, whatever it was, yeah. my bag or something. Right. You know, so it's like, so I, I, but at the same time, it's like, even in my dreams, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah. oh shit. That's a real thing. I got to consider it now. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. And so like the thing is, is like people don't understand that. You know, I'm willing to be convinced by any evidence, man. If you give me evidence and it's fucking hard evidence and you can be like, this is a fucking real thing, I'm willing to listen. Yeah. I'm here. It, I'm it, willing to listen. The only reason that I'm an atheist is the same reason that anybody's an atheist or or, or, or doesn't believe in anything else, right? Like, I'm an, I'm an atheist because for the same reason I, I don't believe in leprechauns. Right. But if I go to the fucking zoo tomorrow and I go to the leprechaun exhibit, yeah. then I'm going to be like, well, fucking you got me on the leprechaun issue, it turns out. Yeah. I was fucking mistaken on that. Like, they're like, hey, they're like eating Lucky Charms. <laughs> they're <laughs> magically delicious. Oh, <laughs> you caught me in this cage, you did. Oh, you put the rainbow <laughs> right here and I went right in. You silly bastard, you. <laughs> We're just little people. We don't belong in cages. <laughs> <laughs> this is slavery, it is. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't bother you at all that ABC chose to caricaturize atheists again as strident, militant. Does it bother me that ABC decided to depict a man as drugging a girl's drink? Yeah, no. okay. All right, no. No. Fucking game, set, match. You got me there. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I just don't identify with those atheists. I just yeah, don't. right. Same way you don't, don't identify, identify with rapists. I don't identify too. with rapists either. <laughs>